Channeling Spirit Virtual Summit, a platform where we have invited spirit to share messages, healings, and transmissions with all of us. May this energetic experience help us to expand our awareness and to deepen the relationship we have with our higher self, our spiritual team, and with Source, however we define them. Thank you for being here and for taking part in this amazing journey. I keep unmuting myself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, welcome, welcome to day two of the Channeling Spirit Virtual Summit. My name is Daniel Martinez Stahl. And uh, with me this morning or this early afternoon or this evening, depending on where you are, is Susan Taylor Shear. I will let her introduce herself to you. Um, and, uh, and then we'll take it from there. So go ahead, Susan. Well, Okay, I get to introduce myself. I haven't done this in a long time. How fun is that? <laughs> Here I am. I think you'll get to know me through our conversation together. My um, life path, that's interesting. My life path has been uh, fruitful. And uh, the work I do is called Soul Mastery that I've been doing for 30 years. Um, I was not born psychic that I was aware of. Uh, I didn't grow up uh, having to deal with the ups and downs of being psychic. Um, I've heard lots of stories about psychics talk about how hard it was versus how wonderful it was when you were young and being a psychic. So I'm glad that that wasn't the case. I just had a very numb childhood and I believe that part of that was so that I could um, come forward as a soul in the way that was true for me um, out of the murk of it all. And in um, my understanding is that the soul comes forward, first there's the physical, mental, emotional, and the soul comes forward when we are teenagers. And that's why we have all this hormonal shift isn't just for the uh, purpose of our sexuality. It's because our soul is coming forward and our hormones are very connected to our chakras, which are very much the activation points within us, as we know, for spirit. So more of that's coming online and finding its balance, which is always fascinating. So when your teenagers or your grandchildren become teenagers and you're like, oh my God, they're a mess. Their hormones are all over the place. No, that is because their soul is coming forward and finding its way into the body through the different channels called chakras in the endocrine system, etc. Okay. So that was a fun aspect of things. So I became a cheerleader in high school, which was my starting path coming out of numb, remember? to being a divine cheerleader, because that's what I am. I love to inspire, empower, uplift. I want you to have the greatest success in the world. And that's part of my soul gift. It's just natural. I'm not a people pleaser in that regard. I just like, yes. You know, it's like when I watch TV and there's somebody who has success or uh, something happens, it's great. I just cry. It's like, oh, that's so fabulous. So I'll watch certain TV shows that um, highlight 
um, not not just winning little prizes, but people's lives emerging and coming forward. And I love that. So that's what I'm here for, for um, those who choose to uh, be influenced by my um, presence in your life. So uh, how much more shall I say? I could just go on for an hour, right? <laughs> <laughs> However much you want to share, okay. you're, you're open to. You know, we, we can stop there. That's perfectly fine. <laughs> okay, great. So that got me started. And I um, after that, I started doing uh, energy work, which was not Reiki. It was called attunement through a spiritual community I was part of. And then it just kept evolving from there. And I, I will say one other thing, because I want people to understand where I come from in the, with the work that I do to see if it's something that you're like, wow, that's cool. She's awesome or whatever. <laughs> um, not so much about me, but I, you know, I want what she has. I want to be that person. Okay. Not just like me, because nobody wants to be just like me for sure. But <laughs> so I said, I want to help people at a soul level. And I discovered, and I wrote a book called Soul Mastery, um, that talks about the worlds that we come from before coming here. And I train people in this a lot. But what happens is it's so helpful to understand our soul gifts and purposes, right? We all want to know, what's my purpose? What are my gifts? What are my strengths? Well, you developed them before you came to do Earth incarnations, so getting in touch with your gifts is about understanding where you came from, what those gifts are, and that's what I love to share with people. And then your soul challenges as well, because everybody has these what I call wounds of separation, which are the only challenge that there really is. That's what it all goes back to. And those started in our journey to planet Earth, to this gravitational field, where we let go in various ways, which I help people understand of their connection. So the key is not just getting rid of the bad stuff and releasing this and, and uh, clearing that for me, it's about reclaiming your soul nature and gifts. And I help you to be able to do that very specifically. So you feel that in your body, oh, this is what I'm here for. This is who I am. These are my gifts. Yay. And then you're channeling your soul and your spirit again, and it flushes out the old places that we call the wound of separation or your soul challenges. They just melt away because you're valuing something more and they don't hold weight anymore. Okay, Daniel, that's it for now. That's all we're getting. <laughs> that's all. That's all we've got. Um, so Coming back into this whole uh, kind of focus around channeling, what does channeling mean to you? How does that work within your experience? And how do you utilize it in, in the things that you do? Great. Okay. I utilize it in everything, life in all dimensions. I think it's the most practical tool that we could have, the most practical thing we could know. Because channeling for me is being in your expanded self. So you're channeling larger dimensions of yourself that you haven't been in touch with. Now, do the channeled aspects of you get names? They feel like something, their essences, 
you know, people say they channel Archangel Michael, for instance. Well, you're channeling your essence of the definition of Archangel Michael. Archangel Michael is a realm, for instance. So when you channel Archangel Michael, it isn't a a little guy out there that you're going, you come in with me and be with me because everybody can channel Archangel Michael, but it's that prospect of essence of spirit that Archangel Michael represents to you, which is an aspect of you. Okay, that's what excites me. And as I mentioned earlier, I didn't have that capacity seemingly when I was a child, so I needed to develop it. But channeling is channeling the larger dimensions of your soul, what I call the voice of your soul, and allowing it to be present in your body. And it comes through the heart. That is paramount to me. I know we talk a lot about the third eye. I'm sort of one of those spiritual myth busters, which is like, that doesn't quite do it. Because when you're in your third eye, you're too close to your mind. And when I teach people about conscious channeling, and intuition and all of that. It's like you have to get out of your head into your heart because your spirit comes through your sacred heart space. And when you're in that heart space and you're in your expanded sense of self, which is what I call the universe of you, when you're in that space and your heart and you hear something, you see something, you feel something, you get an energetic sensation, you check it out to see if it's truly spirit-based through your heart and how your heart feels about it. It's your true barometer for spirit and spirit's well. Okay, did I answer most of your question? Please feel free to refine and ask me more. So I'm yes, wondering. I'm happy to expand more on that. Yeah, Just, no, I appreciate it. No, it's always helpful yeah. to get an idea of of what channeling means to different people because <clears throat> it's unique to each and every one of us in terms Absolutely. of not only our experience of what channeling is, but also how we define it. Um, yes. And so I'm always curious to get people's ideas. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I do want to emphasize that it comes through differently for everybody. Because, you know, everyone I work with, I'm working with them, channeling their soul and their universal self, so to speak. And because of that, you know, people will say, well, I'm not getting any messages. I'm like, that's fine. You know, we've got this high bar about if I can hear it, and it says things in paragraphs that I can understand, then I'm good. And that's not true. You're developing a relationship to start with, with those aspects of you. So that's all you need to know. It's like inviting this, this being presence in like you would for a new relationship, whether it's a friend or a lover or something of that nature, you're inviting it in. So you let it come in the way it's going to come in. And it could just be a tingle in your hands or a sense that the sun is shining more brightly. So many ways. So many ways. Yeah. I love that idea of, or what you're just sharing about how it's not necessarily a hearing a conversation in our heads, because as much as I want to get to a point where I can have that conversation in my head, I'm not there yet. Um, 
and I was wanting to talk about this in my in my session, but I never actually got around to doing it. And I just realized that it makes more sense to share it in our conversation for some reason. Ah, so there you go. I started learning how to channel, not because I, how do I put this? I realized that I could channel during a spiritual regression session when my guides were speaking through me to the person who was facilitating my journey. Yeah. And the way that I work when I'm facilitating spiritual journeys, most of the time, the people I work with, their, their spirit team will speak to me through them. And interestingly enough, most of the colleagues that I have within the kind of the spiritual regression world, they don't have that experience, which is really odd for me because I figured if it's happening to me, it's happening to everybody. Um, but I started, I figured out that what, if I'm in a, if I'm in a relaxed state of mind and my guides can speak through me to the facilitator, why can't I do that when I'm not in a spiritual regression session, quote unquote? And I was like, well, let me do that. I still can't trans channel. I haven't gotten there yet. Working on it. It's a, it, it is an interest of mine. It is an intention that I have set. But I realized that I'm doing it my way. And I know that that works because I experienced it during a spiritual regression session. And so that's what I do is I just, I do that. Um, so I yeah. love what you're saying because I, I don't, Interestingly enough, I've heard, I've heard a couple voices in my head, both uh -huh. like in between dreams or, or at the end of a dream sequence, just before I wake up, I've heard some voices tell me messages. And I've also once I heard a voice start behind me, uh -huh. go through me and end up in front of me. And that was an external voice. Ah. So I've heard that once. So I know that I can do it. <laughs> um, I just, I haven't been able to, to hone in on that. Um, but I love the idea of leaning into what comes naturally and what's appropriate for us and to not try and define how it is that we want it to look or how we want it to feel or, or everything like that. So I love that invitation. Yeah. Really love that. Right. And I love what you said, because when I do uh, journeys with people like you do they're probably a little different and it doesn't matter I know I'm connecting with and channeling their guides because they'll say things often it's something funny that's not my sense of humor at all it's obviously for their benefit so I know it's their guides which is really fun and <clears throat> sometimes it's easier to connect with their guides because you're not emotionally can um looking for something from their guides. Whereas our guides, we have this, you know, uh, expectation or desire that we want to get more or have more, or I want to hear what you have to say. You know, there's a little, it's like people that are closer to us. We have expectations or greater desires than the general public. But um, when you said something about, um, I want to hear more of that, one of my suggestions to people is <clears throat> when you do hear something, write it down. I'm not saying you need to, you're probably doing this, write it down 
and say, oh my gosh, that was so fun being with you in that way. So you're not looking at the words that they say as some goal or um, fix it or thing that they're sending to you. Thank God you sent that to me. It's like, oh, I love being with you. Thank you for showing up with me, for me, and in that way. That was so fun. You're developing a relationship, which, again, will make it more fun and heart-centered than I'm working really hard to get a message. I'm working really hard. Say something. Say something, (laughs) you know, which is sort of what we can do sometimes. Go into meditation and go, come on. And then there's a pressure to produce, and they don't. They don't work under pressure. <laughs> the, the innocent resistance that we create through our expectations. And, yeah. Um, you know, what I, what I am trying to do for myself uh, is um, just being present and trusting that there is a journey and a process and a timeline that is outside of my control. And kind of, mm-hmm. kind of, it'll happen when it happens and how it happens. And I'm sure that I'm going to learn something along the way that's going to be helpful for me, either for my own experience or for my ability to help other people find their own connection. And so there's that process for me is I've been really slow at picking up a lot of these things. And I'm sure that there's a reason for that. And I need to, and I need, I need in quote, I need mm-hmm. to trust that. You know, it's like I'm allowing myself to really fall into that allowance and trust more and more. Um, so, yeah, yeah. And it happens. You know, we say it happens when we don't expect it, but it happens when we're in a lighthearted place or a joyful place versus a working at it place. Why do people get so many messages in the shower? Because they love having a shower <laughs> or on a walk or when they're. Um, doing something they enjoy, it comes in because their heart's open, their space is open, and it's like it, it can come, it, whatever it is, can come in versus, again, when we're lo- in lockdown in a meditation going, come on, this is your time, come in, come in, and it's like, that's not how we roll. <laughs> so um, I would love to invite anybody that is live with us. If you have any questions or, we'd, or you would like uh, Susan to focus on anything or address anything, please feel free to, to put it in the chat or raise your hand. We'll be happy to, to bring you in. Um, and the other thing that I wanted to say to you, Susan, is um, let's... Let's go in whatever direction you would like to go in. I don't know what um, what you would like to share with us, but um, invitation is open. Okay. So just what was coming to me just a minute ago was the title of the talk in case people are like, well, when are you going to talk about that? <laughs> okay. Somebody's like, what are you, you going to talk about that? Okay. <laughs> so with creation, anything is possible. So this is another hint towards um, learning more about intuition and channeling. Remember, it's the voice of your soul. So you want to be, have to be, it's conducive to be, we'll say, in a space of creation. I was just talking a minute ago about lightheartedness, ease, but creation is key. When you're in the op, the 
underneath creation is survival. When you're in the space of survival, which is, believe it or not, where we exist way more than we'd like to, which has emotional content to it or just mental content to it, like I need something here, I've got to pray for, please give me, talk to me, that's all subtly survival. When you're in the place of creation, then the field of infinite possibilities opens up. And guess where our guides live? I'll give you three choices. <laughs> and the right answer is in the field of infinite possibilities, right? That's why we love the idea of abundance. That buzzword probably will never go away because that is the field of creation. And that's where our connection to spirit flourishes. When we are connected, um, we feel abundant. And that is the field of creation, I call it, to give you a little more handle about that. So earlier I talked about um, your expanded sense of self. <clears throat> so many of you will find that you just sort of go up and out a lot, out of your body, la la land. Nothing wrong with that. It's beautiful. So let yourself do that now. You have complete permission to go out of your body for a minute and feel that universe of you. There you go. You guys are easy with that. So feel like you're a little spacey and don't jump in and go, oh my God, I have to ground. I feel so spacey. Let yourself be in that expanded space. It may not look like anything. It may just be a sensation of nothing, but you can feel the energy of it and the, the density, the harshness, the emotion of the human world. It's like, where did it go? It went away for a second. Let yourself go into that space. It's just the expanded space of you, okay? And yes, you might start feeling a little dizzy. I won't make you stay here for long, but feel that. But I want you to feel the infinite nature of it. Put that word into it. It's infinite. It goes on forever. There's no boundaries to it. It's infinite. And when you're in infinite, your guides are available to that expanded space of you. You haven't left you. Your soul is totally in that space connected. And your soul is connected to everything everywhere. So don't get scared that you're getting, you're losing control. Okay. You're getting more in touch with your soul. Now you're going to bring that expansion again is creation, infinite possibilities for creation lives there. Feel that spacey or la la or lightheadedness and breathe that sensation. If you have a visual with it, great down into your heart space like an elevator, little at a time, down, down, down into your heart space, down into your heart space. So you start to feel an expansion in your heart. You may feel some other twinges. You may feel a little bit of um, uh, fear, cringe, pain, whatever it is. Don't put your attention on that. Feel the extension of expansion maybe warmth, maybe a little more lightness in your heart. 
and feel that you're more in a more creative space now. Out of your head into, oh, what do I want to create from love, maybe? What do I want to create now? You're in more of that desiring place of creation from the heart. And then we're doing a whole journey here. <laughs> then when you're in that space, put attention in your heart on something you would like to create. Not something I'd like to have. What would I like to create right now? And put a symbol of that or a visual or a metaphor. Okay. If you want a new puppy, just see a visual of a puppy. Put that in your heart. That's creative imagination. That's creation, creative imagination. Imagine creating that picture of your puppy in your heart. Everyone can do that to warm your heart, heart up unless you don't like puppies. <laughs> Trauma over puppy stuff. <laughs> so feel that puppy mess in your heart and that you want to create that and what that brings to your heart joy, peace, love, whatever that is, or what it is you want to create. It doesn't have to be the puppy right now. Feel that in your heart with that expanded space around that. And you are now channeling spirit, creation. And it's going to feel much deeper and more real than just putting intention to manifest. Manifestation is the end product. Creation is what we do, fueled by love, to create and then therefore manifest in the outer realm. See how that works? So if anyone has feedback about that, I had no idea we were going there, but there we were. There we are. So with creation, anything you want to create is possible, but you have to get into the space of creation which is the expanded space of you. And can you feel how when you come into your heart, you're not so dizzy and spacey anymore, right? And you can take it down your body too. Okay, I'll stop there. Whatever, if anyone wants to ask a question about that or anything, et cetera. I keep on muting myself and not unmuting myself. <laughs> so absolutely invitation to anybody. If you have any questions or feedback or anything that you would like to share. Uh, thank you, Susan, for that beautiful journey. Um, really appreciate it. I'm curious in kind of shifting, shifting a little bit, but st staying within this subject, I want to ask your team if there's something they would like to share with us, a message or anything that comes through that feels appropriate to be shared at this point in time. Okay. Yes, happily, happy to do that. I'm gonna do a little introduction about that first, which is about our teams, because people ask me this question all the time. Who are my guides? Uh, what do they look like? What are their names? I don't give people 
names for their guides because that's totally up to you. I believe we have millions, more than we could ever imagine. And if we tried to imagine it, it would blow our little minds. It's just layers upon layers of um, guidance collective. We all have guidance collective. And I want you to feel that. We're in a time of collective creation, right? We want the whole earth plane to be unified. So we want to feel the collective nature of spirit, not just a few individual beings um, is an invitation I would extend to you. I first started working in the Akashic record field, which is the record of all knowledge for all souls for all time, because I wanted to get into that vast field of soulness. So I have that as part of the umbrella for my guidance collected. And then I started channeling what I called the, or they called the beloveds, which related to love, heart, and universal divine love. And so they became a part of me. And then there was a, a you know, bunch of others I didn't even have names for. I just found that I was connecting to more uh, clarity, beingness, creation, etc. Then at the beginning of the pandemic, <clears throat> I met a new group. So you see, it just keeps expanding for us. I didn't try to define it. I'm like, you, you guys are interesting. Who, who are you? <laughs> it was different kinds of messages. And they said, we're humanity's divine team. I'm like, oh, what's that mean? <laughs> Curious George here. Well, I've loved this. And the reason I'm going into it right now is I want you guys to feel free to converse with your guides and discover what they're bringing because everyone's going to be bringing different dimensions so we can have the collective, right? So it's not like, oh, I want to get my guidance collective that's just like Daniel's or whatever, and, or that, you know, somebody else channels or whatever. We need everybody's guides. They're all slightly different. Like Jan Daniel was talking about with his regressions, your guides are different than my guides, et cetera, which is great. Okay. Divine, uh, humanity's divine team. And they said, we are made up of many, many beings um, who have been on planet Earth and are very invested in humanity's outcome at this time. I went, oh, I like you guys. Thank you so much, because I'm such a humanitarian. I'm like, oh, and remember, I'm the, um, what I call a blueprint deliverer. I'm here to make sure that humanity thrives, people. So it's like, you guys, oh, you've been with me. You're part of my, what I call blueprint council. Cool. Okay. So they may be your loved ones that have crossed over and are still actively engaged. Or for instance, you know, when we used to have these horrific school shootings, not that we don't, I was like, what happens to these guys that, you know, are that, you know, they weren't designed to, to be killed necessarily. That's a whole topic. I'm not going to go into, I promise. <laughs> but they're on the other side helping from there because they can. And because they're obviously part of this whole plan, they weren't going to stop then. And then Ruth Bader Ginsburg showed up about two weeks after she died. I'm like, yes, she's you know, leading the pack. I'm like, of course you are. <laughs> of course you are. You didn't, you didn't go anywhere. <laughs> so they're the ones that showed up when um, Daniel said you have a message. Okay. Um, 
partly because as we know right now, it's getting hot in here. <laughs> it's getting hot. Just when we thought the pandemic was enough to handle, no, we've got more. And just because we, we said, oh, yeah, we want the transformation process to happen, we didn't know what we were asking for, <laughs> right? So it's getting heated up. So let me uh, go into what they started to convey. And remember, guides talk very simply, okay, very simply. Never fear, we are here. There is an uncovering happening, an uncovering. It looks like disaster, but it's uncovering. Please keep your eye on your own wisdom and perception, which only comes because you know, believe, know in your gut and believe in your heart, not your head. Believe in your heart that anything is possible and it all, life always works out. That is paramount right now. We don't know how, but life always works out. And they're raising their hands saying, we know that inextricably. We see from the larger perspective. We see for our lives personally, how life worked out to bring us here to help in ways we never would have imagined was possible. Many of us left because we couldn't handle the earth plane. We know many of you have parts of you that are in that space. We left because we couldn't handle the heat of what was going on. And it looked like our desire to be here was going to be thwarted. But here we are in this magnificent place, bringing hope, knowing treasures to all of you. So know there is treasures coming through all of this. Keep your eye available to the treasures that will come magically and specifically in physical form at if you keep that light out of hopelessness and into magical inspired action. That's what we're doing with you. And we are almost like puppeteers, like marionettes, you know, where they hold, you know, they, they so-called pulling the strings. You think, they're saying, you think these people out here are pulling on your strings. Our strings are stronger. Feel that. Feel yourself being moved by this creation aspect we are bringing more vividly than the way you feel pulled by these outer happenings going on. And let us tell you, those Ukrainians are very fierce right now. 
they're like Ukrainians. Those Ukrainians know what they're doing. Those Ukrainians know what you're doing. They're doing. Do not feel sorry for them. They know what they're doing. Be like that. And so we must go so you can converse amongst yourselves about how you want to create from this moment forward. And any questions you have for us, we're here with you. For moving forward, please feel free to ask. Take advantages of us always. Do not be shy. Take advantage of us now. Thank you all. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. So we had a couple people uh, put in a little bit of a description of their journey that you shared with us uh, earlier on. Um, Jackie you said that she felt lighthearted. Jackie felt lighthearted and then went to a relaxed state. And Melissa said that it was fun. She was double focused, multitasking, went into an expansion at the same time here and there, <laughs> conscious of both. Uh, so thank you guys for sharing uh, your yes. experience with us. Thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> Anybody have any questions for Susan or the collective that is um, present with her at the moment? Again, like they said, don't be shy. Don't be shy. This is your moment to create in bigger ways for sure. And I just want to, while they're typing it in or raising their hand, uh, what you said that Melissa said, I was multitasking. Often that's when they come in, when you're multitasking because your brain is doing something else. And you, you've got your busyness doing something else. And so they can dance in um, because you're, um, when you're doing both, so this is how we really want to live. It's multidimensionally, right? We say we're multidimensional beings. Multidimensional is Daniel and I are raising our cups and our guides are coming with us. We can function in this reality while we are in our expanded universal state without being nervous about being so-called out of our body. Okay, great. So we have a couple questions that have come through. What are they talking about that is being uncovered? <laughs> I'm only laughing because I'm like, I don't know. Everything is being uncovered. So it's, it's uh, let's see if I can describe it. So I see, a, I see a visual of stuff being uncovered, okay? When something first gets uncovered, particularly because we've been in this dense field of gunk, okay? The gunk is being uncovered and underneath that is the truth that was hidden because of the gunk, so to speak. All of us have this gold within us. So I'm gonna talk about personally, they're, I'm, they're talking about the collective stuff that's going on, okay? So we just, had in the United States something appear as it relates to um, what we call Roe versus Wade, which is a huge you know, thing about um, an uncovering of this 
toxic stuff that is be, has been held around people's rights and people's freedom to create what they choose, right? So the gunk comes up like, oh, what's being uncovered is that, that there's all this toxicity, but keep your eye on the ball of what will come out of that, what will rise out of the ashes and get excited about that. We each have that experience all the time, right? Because we came with this incredible gold of our soul nature, our gifts and all of that. When we have built fear, protection mechanisms, fear and protection mechanisms, more fear and protection mechanisms, which is really what it's all about, okay? It's covering our gold because we wanted to keep it sacred and safe. We came to this world a long time ago or this lifetime, both, and went, oh my God, those are my parents? <laughs> it's like, let me hide my gold. That's the world. Oh my God, let me hide my gold. So we said, we're afraid to bring it out. Now it's time to bring it out. It is so needed here, your gold. And so you have to do the uncovering of being fearless about working with the fear and the um, gunk in you that has been hiding the gold so the gold can come forward. So two levels of that. Hope that helps. That's, thank you for that. And kind of yeah. a follow-up question on that is, um, given that the team talked about the, you know, brought up the Ukrainians, there's a question of what we can do to be more like the Ukrainians. I don't oh. know if there's a follow-up answer that the team yeah. can provide on that. Yeah. Beautiful. So the Ukrainians are actually a very, the strength of the true feminine. They're very artistic people. I read this morning that they're about one of their ballet companies is resuming just to keep creation going um, in one of the cities. I can't remember what um, that's their spirit. That's their spirit. We're going to keep going and keep creating. They're not afraid of death. President um, Zelensky said, I'm not afraid of death. I'm, I don't care if I die for this. I have a purpose. And they may not be as conscious, so-called, and spiritual as we are, but don't, you know, be fooled by spiritual, you know, who's spiritual because they channel or not channel. They're channeling for sure those people, <laughs> okay? This, this worldwide collective of Authoritarian rule is dead. No, we're not going to allow that into this earth plane anymore. My birthright to live the way I choose to create in them is very strong. That's why they're so such creative, such artists, such beautiful heart-centered people. They're not complaining. They're not going, okay, Zelensky, Mr. Zelensky, this is hurting us. We're not doing it. They're like, we get it. Our sense of purpose is clear. Our destiny in the world is clear. We are going to hold the light of creation and we may lose some of our people, but our purpose is clear and we're going to stick with it. Okay. So you can do that when you get to a hard place. Okay. I was in a, uh, a place last week. It was like, really? I felt betrayed. Okay. I felt betrayed. Was it last week? Whenever it was. 
And I'm like, all right, what would the Ukrainians do right now? Because I was like, I'm out of here for a minute about a situation. I, you know, that's just not okay. And I went, wait, hold on. I will keep moving forward and create and work with this within myself. And understand what's going on here and be larger in myself and keep moving forward. I will not go into hopeless, helpless, victim, any of that. No, I will keep moving forward and bring forward the freedom to create that is mine to offer, which is the spirit of this whole abortion thing. I have the spirit of freedom to create. When we as a collective say that, it is the antidote to somebody saying, oh, no, you don't. It's up to us. It's like, no. So we're not fighting against people. We're not fighting against a few Russians. We are establishing our freedom to create as sovereign individuals, feeling that in our body. Okay. I'm so glad that came up. Beautiful. Thank you. Because I'm on that. a mission. <laughs> so hey, great. The next question is uh, curiosity from Christy on how to tap into the Akashic records. Ah, beautiful. Um, <clears throat> when you go into that expanded space, um, Christy, when, when you went into it for the journey, when you go into that expanded space, you're going to ask to be given a symbol or metaphor for your Akashic record field. It's a field and it works through symbol and metaphor as does a lot of our guidance, okay? So you're gonna ask, how would you like to, but it's out a little bit larger in you. How would you like to reveal yourself to me now in a way that I can understand? so that I can, you wanna have intention. It's not just, I wanna go into the Akashic record field. They're like, well, what for? So that I can open my soul and all it has to bring forward. Isn't that a way clearer, more potent way to go into it than to just to say, well, I'm curious about the Akashic record field or the Akashic records. I think that's a cool place to be. You're gonna go for the purpose of opening up your soul and opening a relationship with that field. And it may change what it looks like, feels like, et cetera. It will morph and grow as you expand and grow. See how that plays out for you. Thank you for that. You're um, welcome. And as I move through the questions, if there's kind of a follow-up that you would like to, you know, to ask, feel free to, you know, to, to put that in the chat. Sure. Um, and um, or if you're if you're happy with with the answer that you got, okay. uh, the next question okay. is, I have a question about experiences where I have mannerisms and verbal expressions unique to a deceased being. I actually feel like I'm that person at that time. Is that a form of channeling? And then she continues with, I also feel in my body what ends up being the way a person crossed over when someone brings up their loved one. What is that? Okay, let me do one at a time. My brain could not take in the second part. It was already 
in the first part. You want me to reread? You want me to read the first one again? No, I, ha I have the. the you first have it. Part. Perfect. Yeah, I was like, got it. And then the other was like, what? <laughs> okay. Yes, it is an aspect of channeling. And as I mentioned uh, a bunch earlier, it's about channeling an essence of you that that person wants to gift you and bring you. So when somebody crosses over that we're close to, we miss that person, so to speak. Okay. What we're missing are the essences that person brought that meant something to us, that had value to us. Okay. So you're doing a beautiful job of channeling those essences because they want you to have those, that capacity of expression for yourself. And yes, they're, they know all about unity and oneness. So they're like, oh, well, we want to be a part of you. It's like humanity's divine team wanting to be a part of us. After Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, we went, whoa, we all need to be Ruth Bader Ginsburg's, right? We all need to be more of that. That, you know, she left so that the collective could start to embody that incredible spirit. And that's true of many people that we know, uh, many of us collectively know. So that should help you with that. It's a, it's a beautiful thing to channel their, that essence of you as a gift. Okay. Second part of the question. Second part of the question is, I also feel in my body what ends up being the way a person crossed over whenever somebody brings up their loved one. What is that? Oh, the way, okay. If they bring up their loved one, whose name is Sally, they can feel the way they crossed over. Okay. That's the impression that I get. Yes. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> That's channeling for sure. That's awesome. I want to pick that up. That's a great thing. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know if I want to take that on for everybody, but yes, they're delivering the message to you again, because often when people ask me, cause I do mediumship too, and, and uh, talk to people um, on the other side, obviously, um, they're trying to convey that to you because many people will come to me and say, well, what happened when they crossed over? Was it painful? Was it harsh? Was it this? What, what's it like? You know, are they okay? All of that. And they want me to help them reenact that uh, crossing over space and time with them. Okay. So that they feel settled in their heart that their loved one is okay and that their passing was uh, good, peaceful, uh, et cetera. So you're getting that as a compassionate piece to help them um, help the, either that person or yourself come to peaceful terms with the nature of death crossing over and um, how uh, uh, mostly, you know, beautiful thing it is. And if I can add a little bit to yeah, that those are myself. Yeah, great questions. Oh my gosh. Um, what I kind of picked up on is that this information is being shared with you 
because it's an easy way for you to connect with your own gifts and to expand on it. Mm -hmm. It's a way to introduce you into a connection with your knowing that is beyond what you have experienced in the past. And it's a way to, it's like a backdoor into what you are capable of experiencing and what you are capable of, of living. Um, and so that's kind of the, the message, call it the message that I've been sort of getting um, from that question. I like it. I like it a lot. Great. Thank you so much. Um, and then there was a question that came up um, and the individual is going to reach out to you outside of this event um, and, and connect with you directly. Um, but it's a good question. I'm not going to go into the specifics of the question, but it's a really good question to, to bring up for, for the rest of the group. And there's many people that have experienced some kind of psychic experience or phenomenon that is uh, multidimensional. And at this point in their life, they would like to revisit that or to redo that or to be able to do that again. Uh -huh. um, and so that's kind of a question that, that I would love for you to, to, to kind of address when people have right. moments in their past when they've been able to do something and for whatever the reason, either they resisted it or they blocked it or it, the timing wasn't quite right, but now they're in a point where they're consciously wanting to allow this experience to come through. Yeah, great. Ah, that happens with people all the time. Um, I would say part of it is they haven't, you know, it, it came in as a, hey, this is, you know, this is possible for you. And they haven't known how to do it. So I don't think it's a conscious blocking or off, you know, most of the time it's not conscious blocking. It's like, hey, I don't know how, I don't know how to get myself there and guide myself there. So this is what I do in my work with people day in and day out is help you connect to your multidimensional self and in ways that work for you in your life in that moment. So I've had this happen with numerous people where they will say exactly what that question was. I connected with A, B, C, or D. I want more of that. And we will just open that portal or pathway again in a way that the person I'm working with feels comfortable. It helps to have a guide often as Daniel, as you know, because um, you do that as well. Um, a guide to help them feel safe and understand how to get there in a format that they can repeat for themselves to be able to keep bringing that in. So for instance, you know, I mentioned when we did that expansion, bring it into your heart. That's key, okay? If you just go, I'm just gonna expand and I'm just gonna be in la la land for a minute. It's, it's like, what, what? what's that about? And so you don't wanna repeat that because you don't know what you're doing and what you're supposed to do with it. It feels like it's this thing or you're some wacko, <laughs> right? <laughs> And you want to be able to um, do it in a way, A, that feels safe, believe it or not, our unconscious body parts need to feel safe to do that multidimensional work 
or that that they will parts of us will go oh that's dangerous out there people okay so yeah beautiful i love that response absolutely Good. um and so there was a Melissa was thanking you for the response uh, to the questions that she had about her connection with the deceased. Okay. Um, beautiful and heartfelt explanation, very helpful, uh, healing, much love. So I just wanted Yay. to share that. Thank you. Thank you, Melissa. Um, there's a question here uh, from Pure Brilliance. What is the difference between frequency work and channeling? Ooh, that's a new one. Cool. Okay, pure brilliance. Um, for you, there's no difference. <laughs> I don't know how you define frequency work, but when I tap into it, you're, you're bringing in frequencies, which is one of your fortes, versus bringing in um, concrete information. So think of, think of nerds, right? <laughs> Cyberspace and nerds, they're channeling. Who came up with all the software system stuff and coding and all that kind of stuff that makes no sense to me at all? That's channeling. That's channeling information, really important information, right? Okay, when Mark Zuckerberg started Facebook, you know, people ask me all the time, well, was, are people predestined to do this stuff? No, he was just his soul was on a mission to bring the world together. Now I know not everyone likes his personality. If you can get past that for a second as an example here. So his soul came in saying, I have something to do to help bring humanity together through communication, whatever it was. He didn't know what it was gonna be because when he was born, there was no you know, worldwide web or computers or anything. So then it becomes that form. Okay. So that's a form, right. Of doing it. That's, that's channeling a way when he channeled, Oh, we, I could do Facebook like this, 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 and this that's channeling information. Okay. Like computers. So channeling frequencies is just, is it higher or lower? No, it's different. Everything is energy, but you're, you're more attuned to the frequencies of things and bringing them in. A lot of people work with grids and things like that. I don't work with grids. I'm not into grids per se. Others are. Better or worse, we all have our part, right? I'm here to channel creation and the spirit of inspiration for to bring more creation in. You're here with frequencies and it may change as you go along, as you say yes, this is my gift to channel these frequencies. And you may call it to start with, it feels like it's Melchizedek or Mother Mary or whatever. Those Remember, those are just names you put on it because Mother Mary has an energy frequency um, signature versus Melchizedek, which has a totally different energy signature to it. And you're just channeling and you're giving it a word because it helps you. That's true for many people. That's what I'm referring to people will give it a phrase or a word because it's like okay and then it makes it real okay beautiful thank you for that yeah um and uh pure brilliance says thank you susan you're so welcome 
Um, there was kind of a follow-up um, question in terms of the difference between frequency work and channeling as it relates to our guides. Is there anything else that you can share about how this relationship is appropriate to our connection with our own team? Mm -hmm. Well, to start with, your guides have been with you for a long time. Talk about one of the reasons we love to channel is because we're channeling pure love, right? These are beings that know us, see us, understand us, love us, support us in ways that we will never get from another human being, not even a puppy, <laughs> right? So that is part of why it appeals to us so deeply. And it is what we came to do is have that connection while here to live. Okay. So they will show up in a way that works for you, that they know works for you. So whether they show up as a frequency, as I mentioned, whether it's uh, through working with grids, working with nature spirits, working with concrete, setting up new codes in a computer system, they will come in in a way that works for you. Think of these nerds, you know, bringing in coding, as they call it. They're not going to, their guides are not going to bring them energy frequencies. They'd be like, what is that? <laughs> right? So they're working with us all the time for our fulfillment and to show that you know, spirit is on our side, so to speak. So, yeah. Beautiful. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. uh, the next question is, how can I feel more comfortable promoting myself as an intuitive psychic reader? I am scheduled to do readings at a show and I must produce my own marketing bio. I have trouble, quote unquote, tooting my own horn, so to speak. Any advice yeah. that you can share or give? Yeah, you and everybody for sure. So good on you for doing it. The first step is feel the fear and do it anyway, right? <laughs> Sign up and say, I'm going to come in. How do I market it? Well, I'm doing a masterclass in uh, divine worth in June because it's really big for people to feel that sense of valid validating, validating their worth. You know, we're all like, oh, I don't know if I'm any better. You know, so-and-so is much better than me. You want to connect to your divine worth, not your human worth, or you're going to get trapped in competition in your brain. Okay. Divine worth. What you can start with to do is ask a friend you've done a reading with or a couple of friends how, what happens in you when I say I'm going to give you a reading, okay? Let them give you some words about you because you're, you know, like, uh, I don't want to toot my own horn. But others who you've done, obviously you've done readings with people or you wouldn't be doing it publicly in that way. But ask a few friends, what are some words? And then when you market yourself, you do not need to do pages and pages. Maybe a few testimonies. Maybe just, I've been loving, that's what you want to say. I've been loving doing this. I'm enthusiastic. 
I just, it lights me up to do it, right? Which is true for you. It lights me up to do it. I love doing it. It's a, a gift I love to share with the world. Just say those things that make people feel inspired that they get to be with you. It's not about your skills. It's about them going, oh, I feel you, girl. I feel you. I don't know where that's coming from. <laughs> right? So let others help inspire you with marketing. Marketing can get so heavy and overthought through, etc. But just let yourself feel, or, you know, when you feel good about something else that you do. If you're, if you love gardening, I feel so good when I garden. So garden and then do some gardening, plant some flowers or weed the garden for a minute. Feel good about that and then start writing. Okay. So you're in that space of worth versus, oh Lord, I don't know how to talk about my intuitive nature. Right. Okay. You're talking, you're just sharing your spirit with them. Great. That's a great question. I love that. It, it is a great question. And it's something that, that we all kind of struggle with. And um, what I wanted to add to that as well is yeah. um, don't force it. Because whenever we force something, we're creating innocent resistance of allowing what wants to come through to come through because we create an idea of what we want to create. And so what I've been playing with myself is really allowing myself to be responsive in the moment to what feels right for me to do. So if it doesn't feel right for me to do marketing right now, I just, I step away. I watch TV. I listen to music. I do whatever it is that I want to do. And then at some point I'm prompted by, okay, now it feels right. And then I sit down and what comes comes. Um, and if it doesn't come, I feel like, well, the timing isn't quite right for this to come. So that's, that's kind of my little two cents yeah. I want to add. No, that's great. Let me add one more thing that you inspired in me, which is we're not marketing, we're creating. You've got, we got to see it differently. Marketing is a dead, a word that will put you in death throes of having to produce. I just want to create something that will inspire people. Doesn't that feel much lighter and brighter to tap into? And that's what you're talking about, Daniel, because you get inspired to create something. And you've take, gotten away from this whole thing about, I have to market something, which means Absolutely. it's about them. And whenever you're doing it for them, you've given your power away and you don't feel very good. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. All right. So the next question is really, really fascinating. Um, and I would love to hear your thoughts what if the human ego gets in the way and the divine worth turns into entitlement or spiritual arrogance? Okay. Well, you've got some fear around that now, don't you? <laughs> Not you, Daniel, the person. <laughs> yeah, that's why we don't want to put ourselves out there because we'll be uh, seen. Remember, you're going to be perceived as arrogance, right? And that get, you're giving your power to somebody else. You said uh, arrogance, and what was the other word? Entitlement. Yeah. So let okay. me. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's your idea. So 
spiritual, there is no such thing as spiritual arrogance, in fact. Okay. When we talk about arrogance, right? They're going to see me as spiritually arrogant. Who am I? Susan, let me interrupt you. The connection just dropped while you were speaking. Okay. Um, so if you can just repeat that last sentence. Sure. Yeah, because it's important <laughs> to the equation. <laughs> okay. There is no such thing as spiritual arrogance. Spiritual and arrogance don't go together. But I totally understand what you're feeling, which is, who am I to say I can channel something, you know? Like, ooh. Okay. But remember, you're putting your attention on them. What you're saying is, how are they? I'm concerned about how they're going to feel. I'm concerned about their, them thinking I'm entitled. So you've already given your power away. And that's why you don't want to do. Um, that's the human ego is giving your power away. I believe everything is fear, not ego. It's just, yikes. What if they think, oh, that I'm arrogant? And then it stops you. You've given your power away and you're afraid of them. So let's roll it back a little bit. So um, divine worth comes into the heart and the body. So if you feel a sense of worth right now of, oh, wow, I, I'm, I am, who's that pure brilliance? I am pure brilliance. I am pure brilliance. Everyone can say that. I am pure brilliance. And then this fear comes up and goes, no, 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 no. If you feel that pure sense that I am pure brilliance in your heart, in your abdomen, that's your womb space for creation, which means you're creating from pure brilliance, then you bring it down your whole body and you feel you, I am, I am the embodiment of pure brilliance. Can you feel that coming through me? I am the embodiment of pure brilliance. Do you feel any space in me for someone to say, throw a tomato at me and for it to impact me? No, it's a given. It's a God-given reality of creation that I, in this moment, am pure brilliance embodied. So that's why I teach about divine worth so you can feel that in your body and then if your little fear place comes up, you go, mm -hmm, yeah, nice. No, I'm holding with this. This is what I want to create right now. And yeah, I've heard you for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. But I'm not going to give my power to anybody else. You see, I have the freedom to create pure brilliance right now. That's my choice. And I'm sticking to it. Okay. <laughs> Beautiful. Great questions, everybody. Yeah, I love you know, I'm, saying, I'm saying things in ways I've never said before. I want everyone to know that, which is really fun for me. That's what channeling and intuition are. They're so fun. It's like infinite. Anything is possible. Coming through me, coming through you. It's fantastic. Okay. So while we have a little bit of a gap in the questions, and I apologize if I've missed something, feel free to ask it again or uh, to kind of point me back. But while we have a little bit of a gap in the questions, I would love for you to talk to us about the offers that you are sharing with this community, the free offer and the special invitation, because inevitably it's a way for 
the audience to engage with you, to get to go deeper with you. And I would love for you to talk a little bit about that. Okay, great. I'd be happy to. Um, the free gift you will find, well, it relates to intuition. Uh, I don't have that page. Do you have that page in front? Just to give me the title again. Um, give me I a second. Let me, yeah, <laughs> let, me, let me open it up. Um, I can go to the special invitation because I put that up and forgot to bring the other one up on board. Oh, wait, here I've got, it's not that far away. Uh, so your free, free offer gift. is pointing towards soul mastery, free e-gift. Yep. Ignite your unique soul purpose to live life on all cylinders. Yep. <laughs> and then your special invitation is that. pointing. You have that? Yeah, okay. I have that in front of me. So ignite your um, soul purpose and live from all on all cylinders. That's what we've been talking about. Um, there's a guided meditation and an ebook that help you with your intuitive voice. And that is your soul purpose to bring forth that connection and live life on all cylinders. I love that phrase because that's what we want. True enlightenment is being in love with your life and life itself and living from the wholeness of you, all cylinders, your expanded universal self as well as your human self as one. So you'll have fun with that. And it's not too long because we all have ADD. <laughs> we can only take in so much these days. Have you noticed? <laughs> so short and to the point and exercises and exercises and more exercises are in there, short ones. Okay, great. So that's a free gift. The other is restore your sacred body temple to reclaim your divine vitality. Okay. And it's especially designed for you guys um, because we spend so much time, anyone noticed? Working out our emotional realms, working out our physical challenges, working them out. And I want you to learn, this is a, a half off price on a uh, class that I did not very long ago, just a month or two ago, whenever that was, um, to be able to work with your physical and emotional challenges in a way from divinity, from your soul, from spirit, and be able to do that to help every precious part of you. Because if you have physical difficulties, emotional difficulties, it's parts of you that are in lockdown and are not are disconnected from spirit for a variety of reasons we don't need to go into okay I, we've done enough of trying to discover the story was it my mother was it my father was it my childhood was it age 16 what was it where did it come from and how can i clear it okay imagine that it's a part of you that went into lockdown because you were afraid of authority okay we've all had a little afraid of authority haven't we whether it was a past life a soul life before earth incarnations, or this lifetime. Somebody said, you can't do that, or you aren't worth that, or whatever it is, right? So if that's the case, then you, as I mentioned earlier, the gold of you goes, yikes, I got to hide. I got to go in the closet. This part of you gets hidden in the closet. And you go, I'll protect you. I'll protect you. No one's going to hurt you ever again. And so you put that 
part away to protect it because you care about it. You have sacred honoring of it. You revere it. Understandable. So when we say let's clear it, you're, you're saying to this poor little child, so to speak, in the closet, you're out. Okay. You're of no value to me. You're in the way. It's not the, it's not that part of you that's in the way. We have to, we have to open the door for that part, to, golden part of you to come out again into the sunshine of your light and give it what it needs so it feels safe to step forward. And then the fear goes away because the safety comes in. And these are usually spiritual resources, not just the adult self coming in. Because I find that the adult self, my adult self doesn't have all the answers, but my soul and its connections to guidance and divinity does have all the infinite possibilities for ways to handle our physical and emotional challenges. So I want to offer this to you, um, as I say, at a, a great price, and it's I'm scrolling down. Um, so your sacred body temple is your physical, mental, emotional, everything. And a friend of mine made that picture, which is so fun. Uh, and it's four group calls um, that are recorded with lots of guided meditation journeys in them. There's at least four, if not six guided meditations to give you the experience for your own personal situations, emotional or physical, to give you the experience of what it feels like to reclaim those parts of yourself, which means more of you comes forward and then you feel happier. Okay, so that's Beautiful. a little synopsis of that, which is, I'm so glad that Daniel is having me offer that. Beautiful. So thank you for sharing that. And if anybody's interested, please, um, you know, go to the website and click the links. Um, and the links have also been sent to you by email. Um, so there's another question that came up, which isn't 100% clear in my mind in terms of who the question is referring to and what gifts are in the question. Um, so um, if you can be a little bit more clear on this, um, feel free to put it in the chat, but I'm going to post it to, or I'm going to share it with Susan and see what, what she picks up on. Word for word, the question is, how do you use your gift in psychotherapy? Now, I don't know if that's you, me, or the person that's oh, asking the question. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. don't know what gift specifically is yeah, I get being it. asked, but <laughs> if you can pick okay, up on great. that. Uh-huh. So um, she's obviously read my bio that I was trained as a psychotherapist to start with. So spirit drew me to get psychotherapy training to understand how to work with people's emotions, how to work with physical challenges and have a, the psychological context of understanding our soul wounds and our emotional realm and the basic patterns psychologically that we work with, understanding them, having practice working with them, et cetera. Because you have to have, you have to have, let's erase that. It is so valuable, I find, when I'm helping someone because not only do I want to be a spiritual mentor, but I want to help them understand the situations they're working in. They're real situations. We have real situations 
And it's not just clearing the patterns, it's understanding how to best navigate, walk through, have wisdom and clarity in the situations that present themselves. And having a psychologically trained background helps me understand spiritual psychology and putting the two together and being able to be more thorough and um, specific with a person in what it is they need in the moment. So I'm not just saying you need to just bring more light and love into the situation. I'm not just saying just forgive that person. I'm not just giving spiritual terminology. I get an intuitive beat on what you're working with along with an understanding of the psychological trauma, PTSD, the hardship, and understanding and compassion of that for you. Okay. So that is important. Does everyone need to do that? Not necessarily. A little bit does help if you're going to be working with people, having that understanding of or, you know, I know a lot of people will be intuitive and work with people based on their own soul challenges and what they've walked through. So they're experts in it. But I want to be, uh, I don't want to have to walk through every soul challenge, to, every challenge to be able to help people with their theirs. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Beautiful. Oh, okay. Did she like that? Yes. Exactly yeah. what she was asking. Yay. And so I know that we are approaching kind of the end of our conversation. I don't know if yeah. anybody has any last minute questions or anything that you would like to ask. I would love to give you the opportunity, Susan, as we're kind of like wrapping up, if there's anything else that you would like to share, anything that comes up for you that you would like to, to speak about. So the questions today were very powerful. Having a question doesn't mean you're lacking something or there's something wrong with you. It means you know you're a grand creator and there's more you want to create. If we want more, if we desire more, if we're unsatisfied with our lives, don't go into hopeless and helpless if you can help it, <laughs> okay? It's just an invitation. It's not a declaration. Resist the tendency to go in, oh my gosh, I'm such a loser. We all feel those things, okay? Or helpless, I don't know what I'm doing here. What is wrong with me? Oh my gosh, I just don't know how to, whatever it is, just go, wow. I'm in a moment of creative void. I'm in a moment of creative void and I don't have the answers. But the fact that you're asking the questions means I want to understand the next step in creation for myself. I want to know that. And so you're going to ask creation itself. Open the door for me. Open the door for me to my next step. I'm ready. Where I am now is not enough because I know there's more that I wish to create. 
If you change it in that way, it will open the door. Spirit loves to work with you when you say, gosh, this isn't working for me. I want to create differently here. They're like, oh, you want to create? We're right there with you in creation, right? If you go into, and again, we all get feelings and we're all get curled up in a ball going, I can't do any of this life anymore. That's okay. If you just say, hey, you guys, help me to create the next step in my life. I'm in a tunnel right now and that's okay. All right. Beautiful, I love that. Yeah. There's one uh, question that did come through. What are your thoughts on A Course in Miracles? Having not done it myself, I can't speak to that clearly. Everything is perfect and imperfect. If you feel drawn to it, uh, receive from it what feels true. And by all means, just like Everything I've said today, Daniel says, check, check out what doesn't feel right to you. The same with the Course in Miracles, okay? But really check. I don't know if, if you're, you've done, you must have done it or you wouldn't be talking about it. Uh, but um, yeah, I'm not qualified. Um, I believe it came out eons ago. So there's a lot to it that's eternally true. And maybe there's some things to it that we've outgrown, like everything. When I talk today, a month from now, I'm going to say things differently because I have grown and see things from a different perspective. So that's why I say anything that you study, see what works for you and see what's out, what you've outgrown. It's like years ago, I mean, I'm really big on not doing a whole bunch of protection stuff. Okay. Years ago, it became clear to me with my guides that we're doing this protect, 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 which is just an armor against, right? Okay. So I've doing, been doing this for 30 years. So it was like 20 years ago. I was like, wait a minute, dudes, tell me. I used to call them the dudes. <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, you're my best friends. You're the dudes, um, dudes and dudettes. Okay. So I said, um, I said, talk to me about the higher perspective around protection. And that's when they said, yeah, people are using it for armor as a way to keep away from things because they don't know how to handle themselves. You've got to bring in more of your true self. I'm not going to go into a lecture and not do this whole thing about protection. And I would say that to people 20 years ago and they'd be like, oh, Oh, <laughs> and now we're, more people are like, I get what you're saying. So we evolve and grow all the time. And just always rethink what you held to be a spiritual truth and how you want to look at it now. Okay, great. <laughs> Hello, is this your next person? Uh, no, uh, this is the woman who you were addressing in that question. Oh, hello there. Thank you for bringing that up. Wonderful. Yeah, I love do. I, I just looked at the chat for a second to make sure I understood what the, uh, they were asking. I love dudes and dudettes. <laughs> Beautiful. So um, anything uh, that you would love to ask uh, Susan, please feel free to reach out to her. 
Um, and yeah. uh, Susan, thank you so much for being part of this experience. It's been an honor to, to have you on board and um, I look forward to, to working with you in the future and uh, to everybody else, uh, we will see you in half an hour. Um, as always, if there's anything that comes up or if you have any questions, feel free to send me an email. Um, yeah, but I just want to say thank you, Dan, Danielle, for, Daniel, woo, dudes and dudettes, Daniel and Danielle, your feminine side we're talking to, I guess. <laughs> happens all the time and I'm good with it. That's beautiful. You do. You're very balanced. It's great. Thank you so much for opening this opportunity. I know it's no small thing to do it on every level. So thank you so much for opening the opportunity for all of us to come to new places in ourselves, me included. Um, and, and provide more for this collective time together of transformation, awakening, and being our greatest self. So thank you so much. Absolutely. Happy to, in honor and happy to be here. So thank you guys. Um, lots of love to you as always, and we will see you in half an hour. And as always, I will leave you with being spirit, being human, simply being from love. And I will talk to you all soon. Thank you for being part of this incredible experience. We hope that this session has inspired a new level of understanding within you, allowing you to expand more easily into the essence of your true self and become an even more powerful alchemist in your own life. We invite you to listen to the session again and again in order to go deeper each time and expand even more. Have it be via the replays or the unlimited access package. If you have enjoyed being part of this event, we invite you to tell your friends so that they can join us in the future. We are grateful that you are here and we thank you for co-creating this experience with us. Until next time, we leave you with being spirit, being human, and simply being from love.